On tonight's Resident Evil Tank, two amazing movie pitches, a chance to make a billion dollars in box office tickets, and Shorn and Al find a big box of wigs. Al, my beautiful friend, are you here to make money, big dog? Oh yeah, always. It's what I think about. It's always on my mind. It's always in my bank account. And I'm always making it. And I feel like no one has really explored the option of using money to make movies as another way to make money. And I think... I know. <laughs> I feel like everyone is stupid except for yeah, us. Yeah, man. I feel like... Uh, look, we watched this amazing movie. I don't know if you guys have caught up. We watched this amazing movie called Resident Evil. And we thought, fuck, why aren't there like five to six sequels to these movies? Um, that could possibly gross a billion dollars. <laughs> and you know what happened shortly on the way to the studio? The rights to these five sequels fell off the back of the truck. And into whose laps? Ours, baby. <laughs> Our big wigs. But uh, hey, not only did the rights to this film fall off the back of the truck, a whole box of big wigs fell off, and uh, as a result, we're also big wigs now. <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing the wig, the wig is big, and I'm wearing it. And with it. more money, we can make a bigger wig. Now I'm ready to turn money into dollars, and there's no one that I turn to more to turn money into dollars than none other than Andrea Blake. Thank you for joining us, Andrea. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I am here. I am ready to make some make some money. Make some big movie money. Well, as you are our very first person that we've spoken to about <laughs> the Resident Evil movies, you have uh, the chance to set the tone for... <laughs> of these pitches what pitch have you got pitch stuff oh my god now listen to this i am mm -hmm. going to ask you what does this movie not have we have got alice in her two sexy tea towels we've got valentine lighting right. a ciggy with finger guns <laughs> we've got motorcycles yep, yep. flying through churches we have a genetically modified Chad dressed for a night out at the Hellfire Club. We have an Hell actor yes. in a fedora <laughs> wincing his way through clumsily scripted abonics. And we have got absolutely <laughs> gigantic computer boobies. All oh, of hell this yeah. <laughs> and more set to the backdrop of a zombie apocalypse. Andrea, oh my I haven't God. cracked a smile in five years. Not since my last box office oh. bomb, The Godfather 4 Ghost Protocol. How are you going to put a smile on my face and a hundred million dollars in my bank account? Now, this movie is an absolute treat. Uh, it's an incredibly silly movie, but I think I speak for all of us when I say that we are incredibly silly people. Mr. Campion is actually a very serious man. You must show him respect at all times. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play the trailer to Resident from Evil the Apocalypse. From in biotechnology, cars regenerate. The breakthrough from the Umbrella Corporation. Umbrella Corporation. My name is Alice. I work for the Umbrella Corporation. There was an accident and everybody died. Trouble was, they didn't stay dead. In the pursuit of human perfection, accidents will happen. There's been an incident. How bad is it? We're reopening the hive. I want to know what went on down there. Sir, there's something in here. The infection is spreading faster than anyone could have anticipated. Seal the gates. Our men are still out there. Just do it. We're expendable assets. The 
having just been expended. Now, those left behind We're gonna take you home. must battle an enemy that will not die. What was that? We're gonna need more ammo. I'm not that good. They did something to me. They changed me. And one corporation... The nemesis is now fully activated. ...will do everything to bury its dark secret. You know exactly how far Umbrella will go. I used to work for them. I learned the error of my ways. Initiate launch proceedings. Coming in through a stained glass window in a church on a motorcycle to destroy some cool, cool. meaty looking dogmen. That's what I've got for you. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any specific plot points that you think you could sell us on? Uh, not only, look, when I heard that there was going to be motorbikes in the church, I sat up. When I heard there was going to be giant computer <laughs> boobies, I sat up even more. And when I heard about Miliokovic's tea towels, well, yeah, yeah, that's not the only thing that stood up, if you catch my drift. Thank God there's nothing standing up, unlike this movie, to the test Yeah, great. <laughs> but are there any kind of plot details that you can kind of sell us on? Plot details? Ooh, let me see. Like, I didn't really pay that much attention to the Fair plot, enough. to be honest. It's kind of all the bombastic things in yes. between. But if you want me to give you a little rundown... Here it is. We, we open up on, like, Raccoon City. It's the gorgeous, like, banal suburbia. And then the camera sinks down beneath street level and we are introduced to Raccoon City, which has, since the first Resident Evil, zombies are still inside oh, it, we no. guess. So, so they go and do, like, a kind of reconnaissance. <laughs> <laughs> we go and do a bit of a reconnaissance mission. Uh, and of course, inevitably the zombies escape, otherwise there wouldn't be a movie sure. or it'd be pretty fucking boring. Don't you dare pitch me a boring movie. <laughs> Everybody's trying to get out of Raccoon City, the evil man is there, what's his name, Major Kane? He's like the brains of this whole operation. Uh, everybody's trying to get out and we are introduced to a very, very sassy ex-cop called Valentine. Nice. Now, <laughs> we are... We're introduced to her when she walks into her apartment in the morning in stiletto heels and some kind of denim. It's a timeless closet. look. It's, it's about 9am. Uh, I'm not quite sure what she was doing before that. This movie kind of thrusts you through time and space with like little regard for continuity or, you know, what's actually <laughs> <Yeah>. happening. Uh, <laughs> more on that later. She eventually like gets recruited to deal with the zombies. And eventually she meets Alice, our hero Alice, who has been woken up. And they just kind house. of like bond over like hating zombies and just wanting to get out of town. <laughs> yeah, they fucking hate zombies. They need to get out of town. Uh, a doctor has his daughter that is trapped inside Raccoon City. Oh, no. And um, he's... Jared Harris. Oh, my from, God. Uh, I love Jared Harris. Chernobyl and Jared Mad Harris Man, in this... uh, yeah. The Terror. Yeah, he's in a wheelchair. He's, uh, yeah, yeah, that man rocks. 
the craggiest <laughs> face in Hollywood since Edward James almost died. Did Edward James almost die? He's probably still alive. Isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> so his daughter has been trapped in the city and he recruits all of the uh, zombie fighters left in there to go and sort it out. They need to go rescue her from her primary school where oh, she's man. hiding. Kids love hiding at school. Like, <laughs> oh, no, what a fucking what I a hear nerd. there's some kind of giant nemesis monster as well. That is true. He shows up a okay. bit later on. Now, he is the environmentalist, uh, Matt from season one. He's mutating with something, what exactly it is, we don't know, but he turns out like a giant meatball with a stapled <laughs> <Sweet>. face. <laughs> And heaps and heaps and heaps yeah, of Yeah, right on. This sounds awesome. Nice. Hey, Sean, can we have a sidebar for a second? I'm more than okay. happy for a sidebar. So, um... Yes. Al, I'm yeah. so excited. I love meatballs. <laughs> yeah. I love staples. I love dog man. Sean, I think I love it. Having given away no dollars just yet, but very much wanting to give away dollars, I'm ready to give away some dollars. Let, let's take this back to Andrea, shall we? Resident Evil Tank will continue after these advertisements. Have you been accused of the following? Causing an accident whilst driving under the influence. Reappropriating fundraised money to bet on internet poker. Killing a lord and lady's royal pheasant. <laughs> Or have you been over-exaggerating a workplace injury? Ow. Then you may be entitled to compensation. After I was accused of misappropriating funds for the construction of a home for disabled kids, my life was ruined. But thanks to Richard Harden and his team of legal eagles, this was judged as a mistrial. My wife got me her sister and tried to screw me with alimony. Richard Harden got me out of paying that if you've been accused of being negligent, lazy, and selfish, then call Richard Harden. Even though you are, he ain't. Welcome back. Sure, Al, accept Andrea's pitch. <laughs> Let, let's take this back to Andrea, shall we? Okay, hey, Andrea. Can you make it? For $45 million <laughs> on September 10th, 2004, directed by some guy named Alexander Witt. <laughs> yeah, but it's going to go over time and over budget, sorry. <laughs> Sean, I think I love it. We reluctantly accept your offer to make this film. Woo! Well, that's cool. Now, this is the only sequel I've seen of the Resident Evil franchise, and the bit that always stuck out for me was the ending with Nemesis, where they're just kind of like doing like a, a nursery rhyme kind of hopscotch game around each other <laughs> instead of like some big end battle. They're kind of like dancing around the maypole on top of a building, aren't they? They kind of just circle each other for a really long time. Yeah, it looks ridiculous. <laughs> I think Nemesis finds his humanity when he has a look at um, when he has a look at Atlas and he remembers her because oh, yeah. they do the cutback to the scene where he gets taken by Umbrella Scientist, like from the first yeah. film. They cut back to that three times when she's screaming, Matt! Who? <laughs> <laughs> well, this sounds like a cool movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Andrea, did you have any 
uh, background with the films or the games franchise prior to this? No, I've seen Resident Evil 1, actually. I watched it when the pandemic first began because I was looking <laughs> for some viral films. Films with a viral theme. <laughs> so I've got number one. I've got number one down. I know that. All the other sequels, I'm completely unaware of. And to be honest, I think maybe seeing this one would make them all seem not worth it. This is uh, widely regarded as the worst really? of the whole franchise. That's insane. Yeah, I personally think the, the nemesis as a meatball with staples is a very good way of putting it. I think this film is deeply, deeply stupid. And this comes from someone that despised the original. Well, if you're interested, I went through a few of like the continuity errors that I managed to pick oh, up hell in yes. the film. Because there are so many. Lay it on oh me. my God, where do we begin? We've got Dr. Ashford yelling at Major Kane when he's trying to convince Dr. Ashford to go into the helicopter. And he's like, not without my daughter. Dr. Ashford is yelling, like screaming. Major Kane is talking in a completely normal voice. So it's a really, <laughs> it's a really bizarre back and forth. Um, what else have we got? Oh, we've got Alice who loses a pant leg in between the church and the cemetery. Half of her jeans is gone. She's got some weird straps. Not quite sure oh, how no. that happened. Now, when we're in the cemetery, the zombies come out of the earth. Would they have not had to be infected and then buried? But you've got zombies from like 1920 coming up out of the fucking grave and starting to attack them. This makes absolutely no sense to me. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. I'm still trying to work out where the pant leg's gone. Yeah. <laughs> does, the pant leg, does the pant leg come back? Is this a uh, lose a pant leg, gain a pant leg? No, no, it absolutely doesn't. So she loses the section of her jeans in between the upper thigh and the knee. So she's got some weird guns strapped around the bare flesh area. That's a really crucial part of a pair of pants, <laughs> But then to be covering the shin... It's just the rest of the pant yeah. leg. Right. So they're kind of like, I'm trying to imagine like short shorts that actually stop being short shorts after the knee. It's, that's like pretty it's much <laughs> what, what it is. We've just got a window to her thigh. Just a one thigh. A bit of knee cleavage. Yeah. <laughs> just a window <laughs> to the thigh. I don't quite get that. Uh, the other thing. We suddenly go to Twin Peaks. There's a 1950s kind of movie cinema and a sheriff like, sitting on top of this cinema, <laughs> shooting the zombies. How did we end up here? Because before we just had policemen, no sheriffs. I'm guessing, okay, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm guessing Raccoon City is not big enough to have counties. Man, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> sure. Yeah, why not? Uh, no, it's, it's, it's got counties. you got Raccoon City and then there's Squirrel sure. County <laughs> and uh, the Weasel Territory. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so these sheriffs, like these old-timey sheriffs, like shooting zombies, <laughs> not exactly sure how they happened, but Fuck they're yeah. there. Oh, now, Yuri doesn't die. when they. You see when the helicopter, like, drops the weapons? Yuri's been bitten, one of the stars, guys. They drop the weapons, and all of a sudden, Yuri turns into a zombie without dying. Quite bizarre. The zombie dogs in the school... You have an opening shot where there, uh, there are cages that have been torn open. Were these dogs bitten while they were inside the cages and then tore themselves out? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think zombie dogs are like a real like trademark of the Resident Evil franchise. Those zombie Dobermans, like they yeah. turn up in every single game, every single movie. Somebody in like Capcom is just like. Yeah, you re- you reckon we could get some of them zombie dogs? <laughs> <laughs> L- love your pitch. <laughs> Gonna need me one of them zombie dogs. I, I, I just like how they're like, oh, how can we make a Rottweiler even more evil? Uh, we'll just make it a zombie dog. Yeah, take <laughs> off a bit of skin. Make it look a bit mean. Now I'm yeah. understanding where the budget has gone on this. Yeah, game. it was. It's not, it's not gone to Nemesis's battle fight at the end. That's no, sure. it was just generating those big computer knocks. Knocks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Jinx. <laughs> also, did you feel like this movie needed to end about five times before it actually ended? Uh, we're going to break it to you. We didn't watch. Oh, I didn't watch the movie. I don't know if Sean did. We're bigwigs, Andrea. We've got we got money on the mind. We can't be watching these films. We need them pitched to us. That don't exist yeah. yet, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Paid and pending. Paid and pending. True. You've got films to watch. Money to spend. Exactly. Money to make, and that's why, Andrea, we're going to ask you one final question. Can you make this film? For $45 million in 2004, directed by Alexander Witt. Sure. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Lock it in! <laughs> I'm ready, baby. I'm ready to go back in time. I'm ready to disregard the time-space continuum as much as this film. That's a spirit. That's exactly what we're looking for. (laughs) Andrew, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on. No worries. Thank you for having me. Where can we find you on the internet if if we want to know more about what Andrea has to offer? You can probably just go to my Instagram, which is (laughs) 50arias.tbh, or my Twitter, which I never use, which is (laughs) Miss Andrea Bloke. Look, it's got spelling, but it's got weird spelling. Why don't you just, I don't know. I would I would really like people to um, tell me what's good to follow. Uh, nothing. Oh, no. Don't do it's it. No, How's your mental health? Yeah. Bad? It's going to get worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like just peeling off your corneas and putting direct hatred into your eyeball. It's just... <laughs> just save yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, thanks again uh, for coming on and telling us about this fantastic movie. We can't wait to make it. Thank you, Andrea. No worries. Thank you so much for having me. Bye. With one pitch down, the guys have only four more to go. Will they accept them all? Find out after this advertisement break. We're here for the schemers, the dreamers, and the somewhere in betweeners. Here at Purpose McMungo, we're a super fund that works for the industry of you. We both know you'll be dead in the ground before you can ever access your super, so why not invest in something cool, like craft beer? It's basically fake money. Do you know how it works? We don't. Purpose McMungo. We now return to Resident Evil Tank. Al, my fellow bigwig, I'm feeling pretty good about this conceit of ours. I'm feeling like we might 
just have finagled these strangers into handing us the keys to the kingdom. And what is that kingdom, Al? That kingdom is a billion motherfucking dollars. <laughs> yeah, man, we, uh, we deserve every single cent of that too, just because we are the visionaries and the major pitchmen behind the Resident Evil franchise. And uh, I mean, we've only heard one pitch. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> we, we, we gotta hear another one. I mean, like, I, I, I've become quite, uh, quite used to this lifestyle I've developed for myself, quite used to this big wig on my head. And if yeah. so much as this film does badly, I'll fucking kill myself. Oh no. <laughs> well, I think we're gonna be uh, pretty okay. I think we're gonna continue to be able to tell people not to look into our eyes and to throw cups of coffee at people lesser than us. What and about it, cups of piss? Are we are we at cups of piss yet? Uh, I think we're at cups of piss. I mean, I the, the last couple of things we've made have done so well. I'm, what I'm envisioning for this one is maybe a September twenty first, two thousand and seven release. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that. All right, let's. Uh, uh, I've got his file. Let's uh, let's send him in. We are joined in the in the Resident Evil Tank Studio by none other than Gus McGrath. You might know Gus from his work with his solo project, California Girls, who have just released a new fantastic album on the label Dero Arcade. Gus was just recently selected as well for his work at the Melbourne International Film Festival's Young Critics Campus. Uh, for his commitment to cinema, we decided to get him in the studio to hear what he has to say. Gus, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Sharks. It's a it's a real pleasure. Look, man, I want to know what you are proposing to us. What are the, some of the big, high, rememberable things about this film? What are some of the crippling lows? Just give it to us, warts and all. Uh, yeah, man. Well, I, I think I think a key context, because obviously uh, the the Melbourne Film Festival is obsessed with my mega mind and how smart I am. That's good. And so, yeah. so much of the the beauty. Of this guy sounds like a big wig. He's yeah. got a mega mind. <laughs> I'm I'm blue. I have a giant forehead. <laughs> I sound like Steve Carell. Is it Steve Carell? Uh, yeah, sure. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's the, that's the tone. But uh, the the joys of this movie are, it's it's a kind of auto. This is an auto vehicle. All right. Okay. All right. What kind of vehicle? Like a quad bike, a motorbike, a boat, a, a plane? A jeep? It's a jeep, isn't it? <laughs> Tell me it's a jeep. It's like a dusty converted jeep that's got like kind of barbed wire around it. of her blood then get rid of that these clones are not working the original alice is the key find her and we can return to the surface Because you must have taken it back. 
You lost half of the convoy. Pretty soon there'll be more of us dead than alive. Okay, spread out. Look for anything of use. Gas, food, ammo. You know the drill. Great. I can have a strike team ready within the hour. Everyone is scared. Good thing we like a challenge. Make sure she's dead. I'm coming for you. Shut her down. Oh. We fought the infection. We survived the apocalypse. And now face extinction. Resident Evil Extinction Rated R. A director, a director who who made touchstones of, of the music video boom of the 80s. Total Eclipse of the Heart. Duran Duran, several Duran Duran videos. Who is this beautiful man that you've got attached to direct? Tell me about this beautiful man. Well, his, na his name's Russell. I definitely have remembered his last name and I'm not Googling it right now um, just to make sure that I remember his last name. Russell Mul Mulcahy. <laughs> Malachi? Yeah, 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 that one. <laughs> oh, I love that guy, especially his work on the Rod Stewart Young Turks music video. I am a huge <laughs> fan of Razorback, his giant killer pig movie. Uh, probably the best Giant Killer Peak movie that features an Ice House soundtrack. <laughs> oh, it's incredible. The Highlander films, the dozens of TV movies that we all know and remember. <laughs> Jules Verne adaptation starring Kyle MacLachlan. Oh, great. Scorpion King 2. <laughs> Swimming Upstream, uh, edited by friend of the show Marcus Darcy, uncle of uh, Patreon subscriber Elliot Darcy. Wow, small world. The showbiz is so interconnected. So, tell us about the film. What happens? You've given us a jeep. You've given <laughs> us a guy. I still don't know what's going on. The wig is slipping off my big. What if, what if we get this grand visionary? Okay. And he makes us a kind of Mad Max cross Day of the Dead type deal. We've got survivors, Outback. Mix it up. There's some zombie crows in there. And I, th I think the cherry on top of this Sunday is at least two scenes of a kind of shadowy board of executives who meet underground as holograms and they kind of have like a... The, the leader of the board has like bleach hair and sunglasses. Oh, that sounds badass. It's pretty, it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty rough stuff. <laughs> it may sound like I'm kind of skimming around a plot and maybe that's because the plot doesn't really matter maybe <laughs> you know it's 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 a film that even if you watch it a few days earlier a few days later it's it's as if it left your mind Beautiful. so you're saying maybe that the plot is actually the money we made along the way that's a beautiful way of looking at it yes i think that's absolutely i also like that you swapped from some kind of car metaphor 
to some kind of dessert-based Sunday metaphor. <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of the mixed metaphor. I, I deployed the mixed metaphor to great effect in the Godfather 4 Ghost Protocol, which me and Al produced. So uh, I, I'd, like a, I, I'd like to get a bit of a sidebar with my, uh, with my colleague here, if you don't mind, Gus. Please, please. All right, Sean, I got two things I need to bring up. Maybe yeah. the vehicle could be an ice cream truck to oh kind of God. tie this metaphor in together. But thinking about that, really, it's really getting me hungry. So maybe we should uh, talk to him about production uh, and, and then we wrap it up, get some cream after. And another thing, these zombie ravens, man. As soon as I heard that, I'm in. I'm I, in? I love it. I love Look, it. Uh, I think I've already blown my load. <laughs> I need to change my pants. I think, Alrighty, man. To, I think we need to lock nice. this boy down. <laughs> You may know me as winner of Eurovision 2019 and as DJ Laser Progish. I now come to America to make number one pop record. This is my new single, Cool Party Guy, available to stream on Spotify, Apple Music, and iPhone. Check it out, cool dudes! Gus, we big wigs, we want your mega mind on our movie, baby. Can you please make this for a September 2007 <laughs> release with Russell Malachi attached to direct executive produced by paul w anderson well my pleasure i mean paul anderson great work um we know him from boogie nights event yeah. horizon um phantom thread you know paul anderson he's versatile he can make mortal yeah. kombat he can make punch drunk love <laughs> he's such a talent man <laughs> <laughs> and you know that that's that's why people always go to the paul anderson movies he makes a billion dollars making these and uh he uh, makes uh, Adam Sandler scream at uh, scream at women. It, it's good stuff. <laughs> um, I just need to know: Can we get names like Ashanti, Mike Epps, and Hollywood's Ali Lata attached to this film? Oh, please! <laughs> it's a cast of people you're certain you've seen in other things, but you're not sure. But maybe they're like the hottest people of 2007, because all of them I was like, Ali Lata, Final Destination. Uh, the guy from the mummy the guy from tomb raider everyone will know them as the guys from the thing <laughs> all righty so character actors character actor seems like a bit of a uh, like unnecessary compliment <laughs> so gus i'm gonna level with you here i have not seen this movie <laughs> I mean, this conversation means that you have. I literally read two synopsises of the plot, and I watched it like four days ago. Well, the thing is, is that this is the one out of all of the Resident Evil sequels that has interested me the most, because it is a, a Russell Malachi production, and it does have this Mad Max element to it, and it's the first of the films that kind of bucks a lot of the the earlier mythos of the resident evil games but 
from all intents and purposes, what I've heard, is there anything to really grasp in this film? Is no, it any good? Well, that's the the thing is, it it starts really strong. I remember as a as a teen, I really liked the first two because I'm more of a kind of blue color palette guy. Sure. <laughs> but it's, the beginning is like quite good because it's it's this like recreation of the first one, and like Mila Jovovich kind of wakes up in the in the weird mansion thing, and she goes through all the traps. And then she kind of spontaneously dies quite violently. And then they throw her in this pit and it turns out she's a clone. And they throw her in this pit of these like dozens of murdered kind of uh, Alice clones, which is really strong imagery. There's like, I was like, oh, this is pretty good. And then it kind of just pivots <laughs> out of that. There's a metaphor changing. Like it starts out like... Uh, Do you think that that was directly cribbed from the famous... Uh, the famous sequence that was never filmed, but that was actually supposed to be the start of Blade Runner. Oh, shit. Yeah. Rutger Hauer um, is thrust into a giant pit of other Rutger Hauers, and he crawls his way out and, like, steals his way onto a spaceship to go back to Earth. It is believable that the only strong sequence of this film is maybe, like... Stolen from a much better film. I mean, the Ravens are pretty cool. There's like some of the some of the fight stuff is okay, but I think when I realized I was I just trying to remember what characters do, or even like I, I remembered that Ashanti was in it, and I was like, literally, what did she do in the film? Like, some of the action sequences are okay, but the people who are in it are just like, and maybe it's just me. Maybe I just literally could not pay attention, but it really was like something. <laughs> you know why Ashanti was getting work? Why? Because she does it for union rates and she's always on time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a foolish joke. Is that anything? No. <laughs> um, Gus, were you a fan of the, uh, the video game franchise at all? Or? I, I've never been a gamer, but as a, as a teenager, I liked uh, 2000s kind of action horror and yep. slipknot so i was like very on board with sure <laughs> i think we got this one in the bag i think this is going to be the best one even though i haven't seen it <laughs> <laughs> and for all intents and purposes it's not the best one <laughs> gus it's the potential that you it could be good like if you never see it it's like you know like schrodinger's cat or something sure <laughs> if the movie either sucks or rules and you'll never find out <laughs> Um, Gus, we would love to invest in this film, uh, Resident Evil Extinction, released September 27th, 2007. <laughs> I'm excited to be the first 12-year-old producer on a film. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> Our people will speak to your people. It's been a pleasure, Gus. You'll have to come back soon. Thank you so much, guys. No Is there worries. anything you want to plug? Where can we find you on the internet? On the Bandcamp for Darrow Arcade, which I imagine is darrowarcade.bandcamp.com. You can uh, pre-order my California Girls album, which, may I say, I tried to steal a section from Slipknot's The Blister Exists on that album, so relevant. Awesome. Um, right on. And I think all the stuff I'm writing for um, the Melbourne International Film Festival is on the Myth website, so none of that's up. By the time this releases, I think, when, when is Myth? What, what day? It's, it starts on August 
four, I believe, but I'm kind of not really writing stuff until about the 10th. So I think maybe from about the 10th, mid late August. Oh, yeah. Check it out. Okay. If you're listening to this in September, like the rest of us, <laughs> <laughs> check out Gus's writing. He's got a mega mind. He's a he's in a he's got a mega mind. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's fine. The, the one the one thing I have to say, I mean, it's probably fine that this comes out after the Melbourne International Film Festival because there definitely are zero new metal films playing at the the Melbourne International Film Festival. What are do you they know? Fucking kidding! It's a real oversight, I think. No new metal films. No new metal films. <laughs> Guys, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. On next week's Resident Evil Tank, will Sean and Al succeed in being the biggest wigs cranking a billion dollars on box office receipts? Find out next week.